Sorry. Hold on. Yeah. I didn't think it should go It's okay. Too. It's your edit, June. You can mess up as much as you want. <laughs> Good. Man, Yogachan and Beat are eligible for all NBA team as forwards. We're going to make our all NBA first team and second team, then compare it to the first team to a couple of all NBA first teams from the past. Dang, I said a lot of first teams. Anyway, what? I'm Rosa Panza. This is the Clinic All NBA Podcast. I have the three hooligans with me, JJ. How you living, my friend? Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, or Michelangelo. What? We're going Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? John, how you living? I'm living great, man. I'm going to have to go with Michelangelo. Because he's, uh, I'm down with the class clowns. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy, how you living, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll with Leonardo on this one. Ooh, okay. You know, I'm, I'm gonna ask our video producer here, RJ. RJ, how you living, man? I'm doing good. I have to go with Raffy, Raphael, baby. Raphael. Why am I not surprised, JJ? Who you going with, man? Who do you think I'm rolling with? Raphael. Yep, yep. The angry one. This has to stop. No, the, one that took, the one that could talk smack. He's rude but cool, you know? <laughs> I'm going to go for the nerd, dude. The nerd with the computer with all that stuff. I'm going with Donatello. Anyway, we're going to go with some quick hit news, and here we go. All right, starting off in sad la-la land. LeBron says his ankle he injured feels horrible. But you know who also feel horrible? Laker fans all around the world because they are half a game ahead of the Spurs for the last play-in spot, and they have the toughest schedule, if not one of the toughest schedules, remaining. So, yikes. Hey, and uh, Bradley Beal on Draymond's pod said, he loves the money, guys, but he would want to leave the Wizards if it meant he could win. So, let's see what happens during the offseason. And I don't know why this is news, but the Knicks have no interest in Russ in a Russ trade, Russell Westbrook trade with LA. I thought nobody wanted Russ. And I'm under the impression that the Lakers should just keep his contract, hope for someone takes his expiring, or just buy him out, or just let him walk. Uh, in other news, the Utah Jazz will be hosting the 2023 All-Star Game, so let's let's hope Russ doesn't make that. We know he doesn't like Utah. Carrying on. And I felt this was the big news over the weekend, which was Robert Williams from the Celtics suffered a meniscus tear in his left knee. No. And we don't know how many weeks he'll miss, but huge part of that team and how he contributes with that culture. So... Hopefully the Celtics could still make a deep run, but it remains to be seen. Yeah, man, hoping he's back soon. And in the happier part of La La Land, the working man's team in Los Angeles, the LA Clippers are expecting back star wing Paul George as soon as potentially tomorrow against those Utah Jazz. This So hoping to get him back tomorrow officially questionable, and it sounds like Norm Powell might also be close to coming back. So Clippers could be on the upswing right on time for the playoffs. Hide your backboards. Paul George is coming back. (laughs) That news is absolutely crazy. Like, I can't believe it. Like, I felt like it was low-key. Like, I felt like it was low-key. Low-key news, right? All of a sudden, he's coming back. It's so crazy. Anyway, guys, this is going to be a heavy pod because, like I said in the intro, we're going to try to build our all-NBA first team 
and second team. And if you haven't looked at like the race, it's pretty heavy, especially like when you start to think about who fits in as a guard, who fits in as a forward, center, etc. So this is going to actually change the landscape for a few players, right? This all-NBA vote. Players such as Zach Levine, Phoenix Suns' Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, stars like Jokic, they'll be eligible for a super max. So we're going to start with, I guess, the all-NBA first team. And it kind of feels natural to have Giannis Antetokounmpo at three, Joel Embiid at four, and Nikola Jokic at five. That's what a lot of people are thinking. But that means you gotta leave out Kevin Durant. And you gotta leave out LeBron James. Does this feel right? <sighs> Dang. Oh man. Uh you know, fellas, during the mid 2010s, there were lots of criticism with the fans because LeBron James was wasn't in the MVP discussion every single year. And they said he, he should have been MVP for all those seasons that he made it to the finals. And I don't know, man. I, by looking at the list, I can't put him in the first team, but I just feel like a bit blasphemous just saying that. Yeah, I, I feel wrong. You should feel dirty because he absolutely <laughs> belongs on the list. And I'll, I pose a question to you guys. He's 6'8", and I know he starts at forward sometimes even center this year. But what doesn't he do that almost every point guard in the league does? Is he he's handles the ball the majority of the time. He's a distributor. He facilitates. He's probably one of the best passers in the game. And so I, I guess my point here is that I don't see why he wouldn't be able to be a guard, especially a point guard. I know he doesn't fit. Yeah, he doesn't fit physically. He doesn't fit the parameters of, of what a guard looks like. But Ben Simmons is six eight, or I'm sorry, six eleven, and he's like a point forward. I, don't, I just for me, I think I know it's you pick by position, but I think you could make a case and you know make a good one at that that LeBron could be in a one here. Yeah, LeBron's probably looking at this like, wait, so Jokic and Embiid can be forwards, and he's probably like. I have a case for this, too. <laughs> I have a case for guard. Right. <laughs> anyway. He does have a case, but I'm going to blame Vogel because Vogel has placed him at the five for multiple games. Yeah, so this wouldn't be the year to do it, I think, right? Would, yeah, this wouldn't be the True. year to do it. I mean, Sammy, what do you think? I, I'm kind of with you on that, just based on their, their lineups. And I know this kind of goes a little bit against what you were saying, John, because obviously Jokic hasn't played center. Or, excuse me, hasn't played power forward this year. But based on how he's defined in their lineup, he never actually is listed as the point guard, I guess, is the best way to put it in that sense. And this is just me, and I know this relates more to the MVP. It's really hard for me to justify someone on a 30-31 to 31 win team being on the first team. It's That's just part of my own criteria for the first team. I feel like it at least has to be... 45 win, 46 win team, unless their performance is so much an outlier that you just can't keep them off. And LeBron's had a great year, but I just, I can't put him on the first team this year. Yes, sir. So what what I'm also looking at here is who, who else do we feel dirty about, right? 
So, like I said, Giannis and Bede Jokic. But who, we, who else we kicked out who are also eligible would have been Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, and Jason Tatum, because Jason Tatum's a forward. Which one of those three do you guys feel the most dirty about leaving off of this first team? I'm going to go with Tatum on this one. Oh, okay. Sorry, Joe, I didn't mean to overstep there, but... No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead, break it down. Um, Tatum's just, he's taking that step, especially since the All-Star break, and now they're almost in first place in the East, largely behind him. He's playing on a level, I mean, at least over the last half of the year, I think you have to consider him playing as well as what any of the top five, top six in the league over the last 20, 30 games. And now they're, I think, either in first or second in the conference, playing great ball, and he's clearly carrying the load there. Gobert's missed some games this year. We kind of know what he is at this point. Hasn't exceeded his normal performance, which his normal performance is very solid, but it's not, to me, I don't feel bad leaving him off the first team. Cat's a little bit of a different, or more of an issue, but I still think he's a clearer tier below the other bigs that we talked about earlier. I'm going to disagree, and I'm going to actually say I think Carl Anthony Towns belongs on this list if we're basing it off this year. First team, and the reason why I say that, he's definitely, um, in my book, I I wouldn't be mad at people putting him there. I understand the other three guys, but because of... With Tatum, I know he's having a great year, but the Celtics are number one defensively, and obviously you cannot play defense by yourself. You have to do it collectively as a team, and I think that is a big reason why they're winning. Tatum is a part of that, but I think if you look at the Timberwolves, they're kind of middle tier defensively. They're 12th, and I know Anthony Edwards has taken a step. D'Angelo Russell has taken a step back and just been that kind of that role player, which they really need. Patrick Beverly, as much as I despise him, he's a good hustle and down and dirty type of player but carl anthony towns is putting up crazy numbers this year shooting over 52 percent from the field 40 percent from three which is crazy even though he did say that he was the best shooter of all big big man shooter of all time stop it <laughs> we all know that's dirk nowitzki that don't that's blasphemy come on you but it is i would probably say carl anthony towns i think i feel kind of dirty about if we're just basing it off this year's performance I'm with you, John. I I think I feel like if we're talking about positionless basketball and just the best players, I feel really bad for Carl Anthony Towns because I actually put him over Jason Tatum too. But I feel the most dirty for Jason Tatum because he's a true forward. I mean, we got Atentacupo, Embiid, and Jokic in there. We can't fit a forward, a true one, and one that's doing really well with Jason Tatum. It just feels kind of wrong. But we're going to get to our... Go ahead, go ahead. Let me interrupt you, host, and I apologize, but come on, fellas. June, I know you asked a specific question, which who felt dirty leaving out, and you had your list, but KD, man? Yeah! That's KD is off the first team because of Giannis, Joel, and, Nicole, uh, and Jokic taking three and three through five. KD, you could argue, in the playoffs, he will be the most feared man out of all four of the MVP candidates. I actually don't even think that's arguable. I completely agree with you, but the only reason for me he's not on this list is just because he missed so much time. Yeah, Otherwise, four, I think he'd be a lock for the total. first team. That's literally the only criteria I'm using for this year. That's just the, just the missed okay. time. Otherwise, I'm in full agreement with you that he is going to be the most feared player in the playoffs. I'm with you on that 100%. Okay. And JJ, I'm with you too, because like if you just played like six more games, you know, I think he would be 
pretty much there. But I mean, 48 sub sub 50. I don't know. So do what you, were you gonna say, John? I was just gonna say, do you guys think KD should be automatically disqualified because of his ashy ankles? <laughs> no, his first team in ashy ankles, at least. Oh, yeah, okay. That's fair. <laughs> so we're going to get to our guards here. And the guards, man, the race for guards is it's crazy. We only have two spots, right? But we have John Morant, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Trey Young, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul. Absolutely wild race. Who do you guys think is, like, out of these six is an instant lock like the, they're they're taking the one spot for sure man if you ask me this question <laughs> i think if you ask this question maybe two months ago or maybe i i can't pinpoint the exact timeline but you'd have to say steph curry right but because of his injury and because of how the warriors have kind of fallen off since then i think it's more a lot more questionable now Man, this is tough. John Morant's been injured, so it's hard to also put him in there, mm -hmm. regardless of how great of a season he has. But then the Grizzlies have won game after game after game without him. So then that also is, is right. you know, a detriment to his case here. Doncic, great point, right? Yep. And then Doncic, Doncic point, has John. been in and out of the lineup. Trey Young, the Hawks aren't doing that well. So I mean, mm -hmm. if you're looking at like the team and how they've been performing. I think you might have to say Devin Booker because of how they've been playing without Chris Paul. Oh man. I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, that was my choice too. I mean. <laughs> I'm, all right, all right. Sammy's got to say this case too. Go for it. I think the big part of Chris Paul went out, and everyone was asking how are they going to respond? Is Memphis going to catch them? Is Golden State going to catch them? And instead, they extended their their seating and their lead and actually clinched with CP out. He's been so understated. No one was talking about him in terms of being like an MVP candidate or how valuable he was to me. At least it felt like until what, maybe a week ago or two weeks ago. But the numbers are there, man. Super efficient, 26 and a half this year, five rebounds, five assists, 46 and a half in the field, effective field goal percentage, almost 53%, over 20 PER. I mean, he's just been there all year long. And he's been consistently playing. He hasn't missed, I think he missed a couple games and that was it. But he's been there game after game after game. And I just, I think he deserves that spot. Can I change my pick that now that Sammy agreed with me or should I do that later? <laughs> yeah. You want to be right <laughs> once, don't you? <laughs> yeah, just change it. <laughs> I'm just playing. JJ, yeah. who's, your, who's your lock, man? Who you going? Okay. My... I have to say I am in I'm in tournament with Ja, Steph, and Luca. I even consider Devin Booker. Because in my opinion, and it always has been this, even though I've had my grabs with Chris Paul, Chris Paul's the MVP man. I don't think anyone would dispute that in terms of what he does and his intangibles, even though I don't like his complaining. And if we're gonna go with you know, the team most affected by their absence, it's Stephen Curry. Talk to him. And I don't want to be a homer, but his advanced say that he's the best player on the court. He pulls the defense towards him. His advanced stats are by far the best compared to the other guards. Um, I sent, actually, 
Sammy a link yesterday and I wanted to get his intake or his input on that and what do you think about that Sammy? You think that's true? Like should Curry be the point for this team? In the slightest of margins I agree with you. And actually okay. part of it is related to exactly what you said. So I know I just was saying that I kept Durant off first in part because he hasn't played enough games and he missed too much time. Mm -hmm. Curry hasn't missed quite as much. But in the way that, I mean, we've all sung Jaws praises all year long. I think everyone on here has. It's a, just such an interesting thing to me. They're 17-2 and two without him. And then Curry goes out and the Warriors just look like a lottery team. I mean, yes. they, they look like a shell of themselves. And it tells you that beyond the stats and into the advanced stats, with like that link you were sending me, just how much he pulls defenses towards him and opens up everything for the offense. And I think what isn't stated enough is how much better he makes everyone else look because they've got so much more open space when he's on the floor. And so that being said, he's still having a relatively efficient year. It's just not quite as efficient by his standards, but I still, in the closest of margins, I would give him that spot. So if you're going to go that route, I would actually disagree and I would put Luca if we're going to talk about the impact and I think how the team would fare without him and I think the Mavericks without Luca would probably not even be in the play-in that's how bad I think they would be I agree so with that John your, your two are, are Luca and Devin Booker no I was just saying that based on the argument that JJ and Sammy oh, okay. made that that's kind of what I, I would pick Luke over Steph if they're talking about their impact the player the impact of the player on the team if they were out I know that it, it, there's evidence because we've seen it with Steph and Luca hasn't been out that long with as Steph or injured so it's hard for me to say well there's evidence behind it but I would imagine that if let's say both Steph and Luca were hurt the same amount of time i feel i believe that the mavericks would be worse off i think i'm not mad yeah, at that at I understand all that. so if, that. if you're not picking luca who do you have in that spot as the number one yeah or as the the second as uh, the other guard. The second guard Next second guard. Other guard yeah uh yeah that's you know what? I, don't, no, no, no. I'd have Westbrook to, either, no, no. John. <laughs> yeah, why isn't he on this list? You're fired. Um, no. You know what? I'm gonna go that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick with that pick then. I'm gonna go with Luca. Gonna go with Doncic. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm, my my lock is Steph Curry, and it's basically for the same sentiments that JJ said, and I I brought up actually the the Raptors stats here. Of, and basically, for, for those that don't know, it's like the on-off stats, basically, but on, on crack. And Steph Curry's number five on this list. And then Luka Doncic is actually number eight further down the list. So that's my argument for Steph Curry. And and John, I know, I know you said that Luka hasn't missed that many games, but he's actually only played 58 games. And Steph Curry has 64 games. Oh, you, thanks for fact-checking yeah. me. I was I stand corrected. Uh, yeah, I got you. <laughs> so I, that team does look like a lottery team without Steph Curry. Like not just any sort of like lottery team, but a very glorious, bad scoring, turnover heavy, no identity kind of lottery team. Like it's crazy how much Steph Curry makes a difference. And I know that he's having a down year according to Steph Curry standards. 
but to NBA standards, he's still having a great year. So that's why he's and my lock there. John, and, you know, I back you with, it's kind of like the same, same argument that we had with LeBron James this year, which is LeBron James because his record is really affecting the graces of, like, the basketball, you know, culture and how we hold him in high regard. It's kind of the same with Steph, too. Like, we did, they just switched places, basically, what I'm saying. What Steph was facing last year with the terrible rosters, what LeBron is facing this year. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. guys? Right. And, you know, we, we got uh, we got John's, too, basically. Who's who's your other guard, Sammy? Oh, so I had Booker and Curry. Yeah, Booker and Curry. Okay. Yeah. So another vote for Curry there. Mm-hmm. JJ, who's your other guard? Is it Booker? Dude. No, it's not Booker. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's either going to be Luka or Jaw. Yeah. It feels crazy oh, not man. to say Booker, but Booker's not on mine either. Yeah. Am I? All right. I, I got to eat my words, man. I got to. I gotta go whole heart with this. I'm gonna go with Jaw. Jaw. Okay. Oh, I want to say Luca, but nah. I've been backing Jaw this whole time. He's the reason why all of us love to watch NBA this season. So we gotta, we gotta, you know, back up our own words, fellas. I love Jaw. I just, eh, you know, to, I think it's just the narrative. <laughs> it's just the perception. If the if the Grizzlies were. 2 and 17 instead of 17 and 2 or whatever it was without Ja mm-hmm. he would be number 1 on this list as a guard I agree. and I think yeah. it, it, it's, it's weird it's, right it's very interesting yeah. how the environment will dictate kind of your choices here which you know I guess it's a part of it right your circumstances mm-hmm. and the way mm-hmm. things are perceived that's that's kind of what goes into the 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 choices right my my second guard is actually Luka Doncic. So which means we have we have two votes for Luka Doncic and two votes for Devin Booker. So it's split here. I'm gonna bring the video producer in on this. RJ, can you split our votes here? Hold up. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and up. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Vote for job, please. <laughs> <laughs> Make it a three-way tie. Remember, there are, are there are plenty of video producers that we can find to replace you. Remember that. <laughs> Choose wisely. Hate it. How Sorry, guys. I- I'm gonna say Luca. Oh my god. My Luca. man. My man. We're gonna go with Luca. So this is what our this is what our all NBA first team looks like. It's Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, and Nikola Jokic. Can I just blow your guys' mind real quick? I was looking at that Raptor stat stuff. Jokic is obviously number one. I think we all probably could have guessed that. Can you guys guess who number two was? Russell Westbrook. Just kidding. Trey. Uh, <laughs> Trey Young? It's not Trey. Trey is number eight. Hmm. Well, based Towns. on what you're saying, it's an unexpected person. Carl Anthony Towns. Nope, not Towns. 
Alright, I'll take one more. Is it on this list of, of anyone we've discussed? Towns 25, it's definitely on the list of of guards and forwards. Bron, Bron. Tatum. It's Jason Tatum at number two. Wow. That's absolutely ridiculous. Maybe that's going to help us out when we figure out the second team here. So let's start with the forwards and centers again because we, we talked a lot about them. Who do you guys have as your absolute lock for All-NBA second team? And we're, we've got Kevin Durant, LeBron James, wow. Towns, Gobert, and Tatum. KD. Did I just I, blow your mind? I'm, I'm hit. I'm stopping my foot right now. We have to put KD at the third or fourth. All right, we gotta we gotta vote for KD. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. No, I agree. I'm, I agree. No, no, I'm shaking my head because like it's KD and LeBron like on this list have to be locked. KD and LeBron. I mean, yes. we don't have to waste any more time. And if we have to debate this, then we're kicking people off this podcast. I appreciate that. Well, <laughs> yeah. I think Actually, that last that's... spot is where I'm struggling. Tatum and Towns is that's that's a good debate. I think that you could have. I right. I'm I'm gonna go with Tatum, and I'm not trying to disrespect what Towns has done. I think he's had a great year, but slightest of hairs to me. I yeah. I'll take Tatum. Wait, is Towns not Towns can be a center, right? Why yeah. So you're, you're five, going three okay. front. I mean. That's a good point, actually. You know what? Is Tatum's, is Tatum's de- debate actually with Katie and LeBron then? So does Tatum, by default, go to third and Towns take second because of that reason? Because you're not putting in Katie and LeBron, either one of them as a center, unless you're Frank Vogel, apparently. Right. Yeah, I think, I think if you're voting, though, most people are going to put LeBron at a forward position. They're going to put LeBron, all three of those guys are going to be forwards. So then Tatum, by default, is going to end up on the third team. Got it. So Carl, Carl Anthony Towns or Gobert with Rudy Gobert. Your, yeah, and that's not right? a contest as far as I'm concerned. I don't know if you guys agree with that or not. Mm, it's Towns. It's not yeah, close. For sure. For sure. It's, it's, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, man. So oh, we're leaving Tatum off of man. this list. Man, man, I mean, man. If, man. We're, right? if we're all in agreement that Katie and LeBron are locks, then Tatum's off the list. The only, only argument you could use is whether or not you feel like Katie's not hadn't played enough games, and I don't think you can use that argument. I think Katie has to be on the second team. Well, if we're gonna, yeah. Well, if we're gonna have a debate about maybe replacing Tatum with one of these guys, and I'm not being a homer, but what you said, I think has to take it, be taken into consideration that KD hasn't played that many games. I know he's a legit superstar, maybe top three player in the league. But between him and LeBron, LeBron's played a lot of games this year. And at 37, been even though the Lakers are bad, he's been putting up crazy numbers. So, so as far as games played goes, KD, 48 games. LeBron James, 55 games. And then Jason Tatum, 71 games. Wow. Dang. Tatum also came into the season playing in a funk. He did. He hasn't been amazing the whole year. He he did have a little bit of a swoon there at the beginning and then picked it up more lately. So in my own analysis, there's probably a little bit of recency bias. I'll freely admit that. For sure. I'm comfortable with Katie and LeBron over over him, as good a year as he's having. I I don't think... 
It's... I feel even I feel even worse for Jason Tatum now. You know what's interesting to look at just in the scope of this list? And I know the, these guys are also wings, but just looking purely from a size perspective, how the game seem to be getting smaller and smaller, look at where the debates really are. Jokic, Embiid, Antetokounmpo were our locks. All those guys are almost seven feet. KD's almost seven feet. LeBron, 6'9". Towns is a big guy. Like, all of a sudden, the bigs are stacked. Right. And, like, the bigger players are stacked around the league again. And it's almost like a little bit of this weird new age renaissance of the big but just have a very different version yeah i it's absolutely not your, agree go ahead not your traditional post exactly player. it's a very different big are, like a step out yeah. hit the three even though you're seven foot tall kind of big or run the run the whole mm -hmm. show like your Jokic kind of thing yeah i like that man it's tough tatum's having a great year but i always come back to i just come back to the team collectively they're playing the best they're the number one best rated defensive team in the league and i i hate to use that argument but again we're all of these guys that we're choosing we're using their environment and the things around them as to dictate part of the reason why we're choosing them so i think it's also fair to say the celtics are the number one defensive team they're playing well as a unit so i think that in a way hurts his case individually unfortunately that's a good point that, that's a very good point yeah, I think that's a great point. I think I think that's why, I mean, Devin Booker's going to be put on the second team, probably. And speaking of, you know, guards, let's get to the last two guard spots here. So our, our candidates now are Morant, Devin Booker, Trey Young, Chris Paul. Since I got snubbed for the first team, I have to say Devin Booker. Please. Agreed. I think I think D book is a is a lock here, in my opinion. Yeah, and Jaw for one. Yeah, He's I agree with that. Booker that and Morant team. would be my second yeah. team then, based on how we played it out. Yeah, I mean that looks good to me. And I don't think there's any other debate here. I'm trying to look at the. No, Trey Young. I mean, he's he's having a great year, but I think the thing that hurts him the most is probably the defensive side. His haircut. Right? Yeah. And the record. <laughs> and his and haircut. haircut. As John said, that's a lot of strikes, man. <laughs> That's yep. And he he came into the season not playing well. Right. Right. So absolutely. Yeah. So so our second team looks like this: John Morant, Debo, KD, LeBron, and Towns. I'm gonna take us to our next topic here, and basically we're gonna compare our All NBA first team to a couple of years '92 and 2002, their first teams, and '92. This is the list: Drexler. Michael Jordan, Chris Mullin, Carl Malone, David Robinson. How do you think that team stacks up to this year's all, uh, first team All NBA? Ooh, uh, the guard position with Drexler and Jordan—they're two-way players, so they would, I think, dominate Luca and Steph Curry. Even though I love those guys. I like the front court of the current team. Call it blasphemy if you want, but maybe I also just, I don't remember Carl Malone, I guess as fondly as others. I know the point numbers are there, but uh, I I don't think he could guard Embiid. I don't think he could stand a chance in hell of guarding Embiid in this scenario. So, <laughs> and then yeah, I know- Yeah, I agree. And in this scenario, Chris Mullen is guarding Giannis. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so, I like the bigs so, better on the current team. Yeah, 
I I would have to give the nod to our team, only because I do like these the '92 team. David Rom, the admiral, is was one underrated defensively. He was he could stop people, mm-hmm. stop people, just completely shut them down. And Carmelone was a great player, but he had John Stockton and running that pick and roll. He doesn't have that on this team, this All NBA team. So I I think he'd be neutralized. Obviously, Michael Jordan is Jordan. Chris Mullen would be a liability defensively, but yeah, I kind of like our I kind of like our team. I think our team would take it, based on look what Sammy said the front court. Basically, I'm looking at this list and I'm like, who the heck is gonna guard Giannis Antetokounmpo? Like Sammy was saying, like I have no idea. Robinson is your best hope, but then you're I, the problem there so. is you're leaving Mullen on either Jokic or Embiid. Yeah, it's not looking good for Mullen on the switch. But we're <laughs> we're all, sure. we're picking against Michael Jordan apparently, so I'm sure some people that, are, are going to be uh, not fond of that. He can't play five. Who would Jordan though? guard? Jordan guards Luca to me. Luca or Curry? Because Curry's going to be running crazy. That's a good point. I, I think Jordan's just going to guard whoever's getting cooked by. Um, whoever's getting, whoever's cooking Chris Mullen at the time, it's like switch. No, let's switch again. No, let's switch again. <laughs> Game. What were you gonna say, John? Blouse. Oh, nothing. Dude, I I don't know. I I don't know who Michael Jordan's gonna guard, but probably, probably Steph. I guess. Yeah, I, I think Steph too, man. Well, the only reason I would lean toward Luca potentially is. If he wants to take the primary on-ball player. Tell me if I'm wrong in this, but I feel like the primary ball handler would be Luka and Steph would be playing off-ball. And running That's through true. screens and being set up a lot. So if Jordan, being the competitor that we obviously all know he is, he might go to Luka just because Luka's going to be the one handling the ball the most of these five? Potentially. I'll, I'll just throw that out there as my argument for that. Right. Now that's a good argument. All right, we're going to look at the 2002 team here. We've got Jason Kidd, Kobe Bryant, Tracy McGrady, Tim Duncan, and Shaq. Oof. My goodness. So, how does our first team compare to this 2002 team? Oh, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go 2002 team all day. All day. I have to agree. And I just think you have a combination of well, Jason Kidd, one of the greatest point guards to ever played a game, and his ability to see the floor and dish out to guys. The other four guys on this squad, his teammates, are absolute bucket getters. Certified scores can get a shot and a bucket whenever they want. Kobe Bryant, Tracy McGrady, Tim Duncan, and Shaq. Are you kidding me? And Shaq would get them in foul trouble within the first five minutes of the game. Yeah. yeah, I like yeah. Tim Duncan. The footwork with Tim Duncan yeah. would run circles with our front court. Shaq would just dominate with his his presence because that's who he is, Shaq, right? And you have the most athletic two and three in Kobe and McGrady with Jason Kidd running the fast break with them. That's insane. Yeah, that 2002 team is crazy. Like, plus yeah. you also have like clutch shooters like Kobe, T Mac, and Duncan. Like, I would want mm-hmm. either three of those guys taking a shot with, you know, the game on the line. Also, you look at this squad, and it's like you've got sort of remixes of 
what we have in the current team, like Shaquille O'Neal. The remix to Shaquille O'Neal is Joel Embiid. But I'm taking Shaq in that situation. And you look at, like, Nikola, jo Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic. You could say that maybe that might be, like, a little remix of, like, Jason Kidd a little bit. But I'm taking Jason Kidd in that situation. So I'm taking the, the O2 team as well. But anyway. I, I am too. Go ahead. Yeah, I would just... In a way to me, I know I can see your, your comparison of Shaq and Embiid, but I I think I would pay a lot of money to watch Shaq and Giannis go at it. Think yeah. Shaq, like, right fun. when he went to LA from Orlando. Like, the much more agile... The guy who actually ran and didn't play his way yeah. into shape. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Giannis yeah. is like a young... Giannis is like Shaq when Shaq was at LSU. Exactly. And... But obviously he developed more of an outside game, but to watch those two go at it would be amazing. But in terms of the overall question, I agree with you. I just, I can't not pick that O2 squad. It's just so stacked. Too stacked, dude. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely too stacked. But you know, that's actually all we have for tonight's pod. I want to thank you three for being on. JJ, thanks for being on, man. What did the five fingers say to the face? Bye-bye. <laughs> John, thanks for being on, man. I was hoping somebody would bring it up. Violence is not the answer, kids. Thank you. Have a good night. No, it's not. Sammy, thanks for being on, man. Thank you. And in lieu of uh, diagnosing the lines tonight, I just want to put out there that our friends at DraftKings put out odds for a Will Smith versus Chris Rock fight. Will Smith was favored at minus 400. Heavy favorite from our friends at DraftKings. And thank you for posting that for the hilarity to ensue. <laughs> is that what's going to be on diagnosing the lines of, like coming up we'll see how that's that apology went over it might happen <laughs> and you know shout out to our video producer rj check out our youtube channel remember to rate subscribe and review like us on our facebook group page the clinic all nba podcast and follow us on twitter at clinic all nba i'm rose zapanta this is the clinic all nba podcast come find us wherever you find your podcasts.